Greetings everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. We're going to continue the Know Thyself series. Today's topic is intelligence. What is your intelligence style? As part of the knowing thyself and becoming more self-aware, it is very important to identify your intelligence style, capacity, and expression. Unfortunately, most people in Western cultures have been programmed to associate intelligence with one's ability to memorize information, acquire book knowledge, master academic skills, or be proficient at test-taking. They automatically assume everyone who meet these standards are considered intelligent and anyone who is not operating from this level is not smart. That's obviously a false assumption. The fact is everyone has some type of intelligence and just expresses their intelligence in different ways. We have multiple types of intelligence. Most people are not aware that they possess specific styles of intelligence. They automatically assume all intelligence manifests exactly the same way. Now let's look at the definition of the word intelligence. This word has been defined in many ways by different people. Intelligence, ability to reason, plan, solve problems, think abstractly, comprehend complex ideas, learn quickly, and learn from experiences. Based on this definition of intelligence, it has nothing to do with being in a classroom or school. It is not about getting good grades or passing a test. Intelligence is not confined to the educational institutions. Every human being, animal, microorganisms, and plants, anything that's organic, has intelligence. That's a scientific fact. If there's a brain, mind, mental faculty, or consciousness, there's intelligence. The other definition of intelligence states from Wikipedia, intelligence, the capacity for logic, understanding, self-awareness, learning, emotional knowledge, reasoning, planning, creativity, critical thinking, and problem solving. As human beings, we are as a collective society operating from our intelligence. But the definition of what is considered to be intelligent is very subjective because intelligence has different meanings and values based on the society. Each culture, ethnicity, nationality, or race dictates what is considered to be intelligence based on their perception of reality. Someone labeled intelligent in one culture may be or may not be necessarily classified as intelligent in another culture. Some cultures may value or promote a particular style of intelligence while rejecting another. One culture may consider a fisherman, hunter, farmer, herbalist, or teacher more intelligent than a scientist, engineer, or lawyer. It depends on the structure of the culture and their organizational needs. In agricultural society would definitely place more value on the intelligence of the farmer than the intelligence of the architect. Some societies divide and categorize people based on their level of intelligence, then create a caste system based on intelligence rank. 
People who are categorized as intelligent are given special privilege, benefit, status, and positions. Intelligence is measured by subjective tests or evaluations from therapists, a psychologist, or a scholar. Standardized testing is used to measure intelligence. There's the achievement test, which measures what content or material a student has already learned, and the aptitude test, which measures a student's potential or ability to learn. Obviously, since white Western psychologists created these tests, they are biased in favor of their culture. This testing was created to, to measure Eurocentric values and cultural norms. The IQ test can only measure academic intelligence and do not assess for other types of intelligence. Unfortunately, many scientists, scholars, and researchers in Western society don't acknowledge or value other types of intelligence. The scientific community has created and developed many theories to define and explain intelligence. But at the end of the day, most of these people are just speculating and developing theories about intelligence. They really don't know exactly what it is. Yes, there are many factors and variables that make up intelligence. There are certain things that everyone can agree upon when it comes to intelligence. Intelligence is a cognitive process. It gives humans the cognitive ability to think, learn, form concepts, understand, reason, use language, communicate. Every living organic matter, big or small, has intelligence. They can think and learn. Some people may seem unintelligent because they are not meeting society's standard of what is considered to be intelligent. They're not learning fast enough or not memorizing enough information or performing specific tasks or obtaining certain skills. In most cases, they may not be passing certain academic tests. If they're not passing certain academic tests, then they're considered not intelligent. Every human being is a unique individual and each one has his or her learning styles. How can someone learn or be smart if he or she is not being instructed or taught correctly? We're going to now discuss some of the learning styles. It's very important that we are taught in our learning style in order for us to be able to get the information, process it, and use our intelligence. Okay, the first learning style that we're going to discuss is physical. We have the physical learners, right? These learners, they're all about the senses and touch. There are hands-on, okay? They practice real experience. They learn by doing, okay? They're more into physical interaction, physical experiments, movement, motion, exercise. These people are physical learners. So in order for them to learn and be at their best position to process the information, they would prefer to be in the physical sense, okay? They want to be able to touch things, hands-on, uh, actual real-life experience. They want to act it out, 
Okay, these are the physical learners. All right, we're moving on to the logical, mathematical learners. We have people who use logic, reasoning, and numbers to learn. They are very analytical and mathematical. These are the logic learners. Moving on to the social, interpersonal learners. These people prefer educational lessons that involve participation in group activities with others. They enjoy social interaction. So if you're going to place them in the, in the logical, mathematical learners category, they're not going to be able to learn as fast or they're not going to be able to comprehend the information because that's not their style of learning. Okay? Now, solo, solitary, intrapersonal learners, they prefer to study alone. They're solo. They work best and they learn best being on their own. Okay, these people are very, you know, secluded. They, they prefer to go in an isolated place and learn. They really don't want to be involved in any group activities or social interaction. These people are solo learners, solitary. They're by themselves. Okay, moving on. We have the musical or the rhythmic learner. They use music, melody, rhythm, or beats to learn. These are the people that like to study with music in the background. And they don't mind studying where there's a lot of noise and activities and sounds. Okay, you have musical or rhythmic learners. They use music to learn. Okay, they can put anything to music and they learn it faster. So you have the musical learners, the rhythmic learners. Moving on, you have the natural learners. The natural learners are people who are comfortable in any type of um, uh, educational setting. They, they'll learn if they're outdoors. They'll learn if they're indoors. They'll learn at a movie theater. They'll learn at a restaurant. They'll learn on a farm. It doesn't matter where they are. They'll learn through watching documentaries, listening, you know, writing, um, being more interactive. These people are natural learners. They just have a natural ability to learn. And they're fast learners. All right. Now, continue with the other styles of learning. We have visual learners. Visual learners, they learn best when they have images to help them process the information. They learn by observing. Okay. These type of learners want to see first and then they kind of learn it. As they see it, they can mimic it, they can do it. They prefer uh, information to be presented to them in graphs and charts, tables, pictures, photographs. They have to see it, the visual learners. All right, we have the audio learners, all right? Usually audio learners, they're good listeners. They prefer to learn through the verbal presentation, like lectures, speeches, music, audio books. They make use of creative rhythm and, and uh, rhymes to help them learn. Okay, they listen. Anything that requires listening, this is how they learn. This is how they take in information. This is how they activate their intelligence. Okay, audio learners. Continuing, we have the verbal linguistic learners. These learners prefer using words, speech, language, writing. They enjoy engaging in group conversation. They like talking. Okay, these are the people that like to participate in group activities, do group projects. They love it because their style of learning is verbal, linguistic, right? They learn fast by interacting with other people and talking and reading and, and being able to share. 
Okay, we're going to continue with the we're going to continue with the other styles of learning. We have nature learners. Nature learners are people who love to be outdoors. They learn best when they're in an outdoor setting. They learn by interacting with nature. They learn by observing, by seeing things happen in nurture. They can study anything that's happening in nature and learn. They can study the ocean, the rivers, the skies, the plants, the animals. They learn fast. These are the people that like to be in the garden working or they like farming. They learn by being outdoors. All right. So let's quickly review the different type of learners. It's very important in order to activate your intelligence. It's very important for you to identify what type of learning style do you have? Are you a visual learner? Are you an audio learner? A verbal linguistic learner? Are you a natural learner? It doesn't matter where you are, you're going to learn. Are you a physical learner? You have to touch things and interact with things. Are you a logical, mathematical learner? Are you a social, interpersonal learner? Are you a solo, solitary, intropersonal learner? You like to be by yourself. Are you a musical or rhythmic learner? Or are you a natural learner? You prefer to be outdoors. All right. So it's very important that we identify what type of learning style you have. Because the type of learning style you have is going to allow you to access your full potential, your full intelligence. It's going to allow you to take in the information so you can use your intelligence to process and comprehend and analyze it and break it down so you can know exactly what it is that you need to learn from that information. All right, now we're going to switch over to the intelligence styles. Now, remember I said earlier there are different types of intelligence. Okay, we don't just have a general intelligence. We have specific type of intelligence. Everyone is not going to have all of these intelligence. You may have an individual that may possess different styles of intelligence. It all depends on where they're at, the stage they're at in their lives, the environment, the culture that they're in, the stage that they're in. All right. But you have individuals who only have one or two or just one. Okay. Let's find out what are the different types of intelligence. Now, ironically, they're similar to the learning styles. Okay, so the learning styles are similar to the different type of intelligence because there is a correlation between that. How you learn, you know, kind of indicates what type of intelligence style that you have. All right, we're going to start with the practical intelligence. Practical intelligence. Now, practical intelligence meaning that you are street smart. You have common sense. You're using your intelligence to find solutions that work in your everyday environment. You're applying knowledge based on your experience. Now, practical intelligence, you don't have to go to school to have practical intelligence. You don't have to go study books. You don't have to go to the library. You don't have to go online. Okay, this is a type of intelligence that you have simply from living, from being around certain environments, from having certain type of experience. It's a practical intelligence. Now, this is something that everyone should possess. 
practical intelligence. Okay, this is something that you have. Most people, by being alive, by living in the environment, we develop practical intelligence. We just know what to do because through repetition, which is done in front of us over and over, okay, through thinking, through analyzing, we kind of reach the conclusion that these are the things that we're going to learn. Okay, so practical intelligence. Are you practicing practical intelligence? Moving on to the next one, analytical intelligence. Using your intelligence to solve academic problems and computations. Your ability to analyze, evaluate, judge, compare, contrast. You're solving challenging problems. And sometimes it could be math or science. Analytical. A person who uses their analytical intelligence, you know, they're using their reasoning and their logic. All right. Now, analytical intelligence, we can go ahead on and put critical thinking in there. Okay. Critical thinking. Now, if you have analytical intelligence, you definitely can tap in into your critical thinking skills. Now, critical thinking is using your intelligence to objectively analyze information. Think clearly and rationally. Understand the logical connection between ideas. Use your ability to reason. Critically question ideas and assumptions. Use creative thinking. Thinking in a structural way. Thinking about thinking. Figuring out conclusions. Okay? All those things are involved in critical thinking. So analytical intelligence can definitely be compared to critical thinking, okay? Critical analysis. You're not going to just automatically assume that because someone made a statement, it's true. You're going to use your critical thinking skill, your analytical intelligence to figure it out, to see if this person is telling you the truth or if this person is saying something that's making sense. So if you're the type of person that, that uses critical thinking, You analyze, you examine, you know, you compare and contrast things. You try to reach a logical conclusion. You are using analytical intelligence. All right. The next intelligence is linguistic intelligence. Linguistic intelligence. Perceive different functions of language. You're the type of person that you can really use language to express your intelligence. You use different sounds and meaning of words. You easily learn multiple languages. And people who who use linguistic intelligence are usually people who go into journalism. You know, these are poets, teachers, writers, because they love to use language. Linguistic intelligence, they're using linguistic intelligence to express themselves. Okay, linguistic intelligence, in order for them to process information. They use language to do that. All right. Continuing logic, mathematical intelligence, logic, mathematical intelligence, capable of seeing numerical patterns. Okay. Ability to use reason and logic. These people are logical people capable of seeing numerical patterns. All right. This is what they focus on their ability to reason. All right, usually people who use logical mathematical intelligence are scientists, 
they are mathematicians or people who get into these fields engineering because they're using a logical mathematical intelligence for them to process information for them to have an understanding of it all right moving on we have musical intelligence people use their musical intelligence understand and appreciate rhythm pitch and tone may play multiple instruments or or perform as a vocalist composer or be a performer these people have musical intelligence now these people can learn anything musical okay if they hear something they can play it they they can mimic any sound so they have musical intelligence now these people may not be analytical you know like other people to break down logic and reason and reach conclusions they're more musically inclined when it comes to their intelligence they're very very smart when it comes to rhythm and music and pitch and tone this is their thing so they have musical intelligence okay moving on we have bodily kinetic intelligence high ability to control the movement of the body and use the body to perform various physical tasks these people are the dancers the athletes people who are into yoga or different types of of uh, uh, practices meditation and stuff like that these people use their body you know in order for them to express their intelligence you have athletes a lot of people think that athletes are not smart that is so untrue athletes use a lot of their intelligence they have bodily kinetic intelligence all right so they have to learn how to use their bodies in a certain way and it seems like they're defying the laws of gravity it seems like they're doing things that are impossible with their bodies so in order for them to do that they have to be able to use their intelligence okay they have to be able to have the intelligence of how to do this stuff they have the knowledge and awareness and they know how to use their minds in order for them to manipulate their bodies to perform a certain way so they do have intelligence athletes are very smart dancers are very smart okay they have bodily kinetic type of intelligence all right moving along we have special intelligence ability to perceive the relationship between objects and how they move in space people who are sculptors architects people who are sailors you know these are the people that use special intelligence right those are different type of intelligence people are using different types of intelligence continuing we have creative intelligence creative intelligence you have people you know they use their creativity to generate create and discover new ideas solutions and possibility okay they use their creativity these are the artists they use their creativity all right not just in terms of art they can use their creativity in anything people who are inventors also use their creative intelligence they use their creative intelligence to discover new things to create new things to alter things Now creativity can be found in every area of life. Create creativity involves originality. A unique idea that is useful and can be applied. Okay? So creative intelligence is something that artists use, inventors use, people who create things. They use their creative intelligence 
in order for them to express their intelligence and for them to process information. Okay, creative intelligence. All right, we have culture intelligence, ability with which people can understand and relate to culture, different aspects of their culture. So you have culture intelligence. A person can be very aware, very aware of what's going on in the culture, and they know how to use the culture to express their intelligence, and they could use their culture to learn, to process information. Okay, so we have culture intelligence. All right, we have emotional intelligence. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's get to the intrapersonal intelligence. Intrapersonal, ability to access personal feelings, intelligence, and motivations, and use them to direct behavior and to reach personal goals. Okay, that's intrapersonal intelligence. We have interpersonal intelligence, ability to understand and um, be sensitive to the various emotional states of others. People like that usually are counselors, social workers, salesmen. Now, interpersonal intelligence and intrapersonal intelligence are part of emotional intelligence. Okay? They are part of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence encompasses the ability to understand the emotions of yourself and others. You show empathy, understand social relationships, regulate your own emotion and respond in culturally appropriate ways. So a person that shows emotional intelligence, they are very in tune with their emotions. They use their emotions to process Okay, to learn about their surroundings and about other people and also to form social relationships. It's very, very important that we use our emotional intelligence because emotional intelligence can help us become more self-aware. Okay, by recognizing our own emotions and how those emotions affect our thoughts and behaviors, we get to know our strengths and weaknesses and we can develop strategies to deal with our emotions. But in order to do that, we have to become self-aware. So by developing emotional intelligence, we could develop self-awareness. That is our way of being aware of what's going on within ourselves in terms of our emotions. Okay? Self-awareness. Now, if you have self-awareness, then you could develop self-management. You'll be able to control your impulses, your feelings, and your behaviors. You can manage your emotions in a healthy way. All right? So self-management. If you have emotional intelligence, it makes it easier for you to self-manage your emotions. Now, empathy. Okay, if you are using emotional intelligence, you can develop more empathy. You can understand your own emotions and needs and concerns and that of others. All right, you can feel comfortable socially and recognize the power dynamics in groups, organizations. You have empathy. You can connect with other people. You can put yourself in other people's shoes. You understand them. And for you to do that, you have to have what? Emotional intelligence. Now also, emotional intelligence helps you manage your relationships. 
Okay, it helps you develop and maintain good relationship. It helps you communicate clearly. Okay, it inspires and influence you in order for you to communicate in a more effective way. Okay, you can work well with team and you can manage conflicts that arises in relationships. So emotional intelligence is very important. It is very important to have emotional intelligence. A lot of people tend to focus more on analytical intelligence as what is required to be, quote, smart. But really, emotional intelligence plays a big role in you learning how to exercise your feelings and learn how to use those feelings to learn about yourself and your greater surroundings and to be able to deal with other people. So emotional intelligence is absolutely a must. All the different type of intelligence can help you learn about your environment and learn how to deal with people in different ways. But emotional intelligence is very, very beneficial because it really helps you navigate the social complexities of being at work, being in the community, being at home, or just having relationships. So emotional intelligence just help you be more in tune, okay? It helps you become more aware. It helps you even to manage your stress. See, if you're unable to manage your emotions, then you're probably not going to be able to manage your stress. And if you're not able to manage your stress, you know, that leads to other more serious problems. Okay, it can raise your blood pressure, suppress your immune system, increase your risk of heart attack and stroke. It can contribute to you being infertile or just being sick all the time. And it also speeds up the aging process. All right, so emotional intelligence helps you to learn how to manage your stress. And if you could do that, that is a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. All right, so. We're going to continue with the different type of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. All right. Now, emotional intelligence. Let's just do a a real quick recap. What is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges and diffuse conflicts. Emotional intelligence helps you build stronger relationships, succeed at school and work, and achieve your career and personal goals. It can help you connect with your feelings, help you become more intuitive, and help you make better decisions. Okay, so let's go ahead on and do a quick recap of the different type of intelligence so we all will be on the same page. Okay, we have linguistic intelligence, logical, mathical, logical, mathematical intelligence, musical intelligence, bodily intelligence, spatial intelligence, practical intelligence, analytical intelligence, emotional intelligence, okay, which we have two categories of emotional intelligence, interpersonal intelligence, intrapersonal intelligence. All right, now one more intelligence we're gonna do is the naturalist intelligence. 
high capacity to appreciate the natural world and interact with the species within it. Okay, usually these people are biologists, environmentalists, gardeners. They really use, you know, their naturalness, okay, or they connect with nature in order for them to learn. Okay, this is their way of expressing their intelligence, naturalist intelligence. All right, so now that you are aware of the different types of intelligence, it is up to you to identify which of these intelligence style that you are practicing. Okay, which one of these intelligence styles are you practicing? So you have to become self-aware in order for you to identify that. Now you have to sit down and think about what it is that you're doing and how it is that you do it in order for you to learn, in order for you to process information, in order for you to reason, okay? What are the methods that you're using? What are the tools that you use? What are the resources that you're using to get information from the environment, from the world, from the community that you're in in order for you to understand what's happening in your greater surroundings. Very important that we understand what type of intelligent styles that we're going to use. What type of intelligent style that we're going to use. Now, whichever type of intelligent style that you choose to use, Keep in mind that we want to make sure that we use our emotional intelligence. We're going to use our emotional intelligence to become self-aware of what we're experiencing emotionally and for us to learn from our own emotions, okay? And another uh, intelligence style that we have to keep in mind that's also something that we have to use is practical intelligence. Practical intelligence be very aware of your surroundings and learn, okay, how do you process information that you're getting from your everyday surrounding and how do you use this information on a practical basis in order for you to learn, okay? What are the common sense? Now, sometimes people say common sense is not so common. So we need to practice using our practical intelligence so we can have common sense. It's very important that we understand that we need to have common sense. We cannot just blindly accept what everybody is telling us without understanding what is being said and without testing the validity of what's being said. We have to kind of challenge it to say, okay, is that something that's going to work for me? Is it practical? Is it practical? Can I use this in my everyday surroundings? Can I use this to solve my everyday problems? Okay, so practical intelligence is something that we all should seek to have. No matter where we are, we should be grounded and connected and aware of what's going on and learn from that environment and use our intelligence to be able to interact with the environment and to learn and to reason. All right, analytical intelligence is also important because we have to learn to analyze. Remember I said earlier, analytical intelligence, we're putting critical thinking with that. So it's very important that you have critical thinking skills, okay? You have to think and analyze everything that's being told to you. All the information that's being given to you, you have to stop 
and use critical thinking skills. Okay. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know how to think for themselves. They don't think about thinking. Okay. They don't use their intelligence to think. A lot of people are allowing themselves to be programmed. Okay. Meaning that they're just being fed information and they're regurgitating that information without really thinking it, analyzing it, or reasoning. Okay. Now, now that we see the different types of learning styles and mental intelligence, we can become more self-aware of who we are as intelligent beings. We now know that our intelligence is natural, genetic, spiritual, emotional, and physical. No one, no science, religion, or politics government can take away our intelligence or attempt to limit our intelligence in any way. The only individuals who are suffering from a learning disability or intellectual deficiency are people who are born with birth defects or genetic disorders. Again, every human being has the capacity to learn. They exercise intelligence to think, process, and understand information. Now, yes, there are several factors that can prevent us from using our full intellectual capacity or doesn't really allow us to express our intelligence. Now, there are a lot of things that that can stop that. that It's not going to remove your intelligence, obviously. It's not going to completely stop your intelligence, but it can prevent you from fully using your natural intelligence. Now, if you are exposed to extreme trauma, okay, you had a lot of traumatic experiences, people who've been exposed to war, people who've been raped, people who are incarcerated, you know, people who live in abject poverty, people who've been abused, uh, the victims of domestic violence. Now, these traumatic experiences can definitely affect your mind. Anything that affects your mind, your thinking, or memory will definitely limit or restrict your intelligence. Okay? So let's find out other things that may limit your intelligence or affect your intelligence. Now, if you've ever been to through anything that's oppressed you, any type of oppression, discrimination, bias, anything that damages your self-esteem, anything that 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 makes you question your self-worth, anything that makes you feel bad, all right, those things will definitely have an effect on your mind and your ability to think clearly, okay? And if your mind is being affected, again, your ability to think will also be compromised. You won't be able to focus. And that's one of the signs of stress, and trauma, you know, inability to think clearly, you're confused, you're not able to focus. So obviously it's, 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 it's uh, affecting your ability to express your intelligence or your ability to access your intelligence. All right. Now, if you have poor nutrition, if you're not eating good nutritional nutritionist meals, definitely your lack of vitamins and minerals can create vitamin deficiencies and that can cloud your thinking it can affect your physical brain and it also can affect your mind 
okay? If you had some type of infectious diseases, some infectious diseases could impact and affect your brain and affect your mind and your thinking. If you are deprived of your basic human needs, you're deprived of basic human rights, you can definitely experience limited or restricted thinking or intelligence, okay? If you are living in a very stressful environment, the stress will definitely cloud your judgment and affect your intelligence, okay? If you don't have a good support system, you don't have family support, friends, you don't have someone that's there to help you when you go through difficult times, Okay, just being in that state of constant stress and trauma will, again, affect your intelligence. Okay, intelligence. It will definitely affect your intelligence. Now, again, intelligence is a natural ability we all possess. It's important to identify how you are expressing your intelligence, how you are using your intelligence to better yourself on every level, okay? Again, I'm going to ask you that question. How are you using your intelligence to better yourself? How are you using your intelligence? Now, if you have intelligence, okay, you're able to reason, you're able to think, you're able to analyze, you're able to learn, okay? You're supposed to right? That's part of your self-preservation. You're supposed to be able to use your intelligence to make your life better in every way. Make your life better on an emotional level, using your emotional intelligence. Make your life better on a physical level. Make your life better on, on a spiritual level, on a social level, economic level, the cultural level, in every way possible. It is your duty, okay? It is your responsibility, to use your intelligence, not just to better other people, because you could definitely contribute to the betterment of your society, your community, the world, your family, but charity has to start at home. You have to use your intelligence to better yourself, okay? That is definitely one sign that you're practicing critical thinking skills. If you have intelligence, no matter what style of intelligence you're practicing, you have to think about how are you going to use that intelligence to better yourself? How are you going to use that intelligence to progressively get better? Okay? Now, the other question is, how are you going to use that intelligence to contribute something back to humanity? Okay? How are you going to use that intelligence to contribute something back to humanity. You have to be able to give something. And that is when you tap into your creative intelligence. Okay? Your creative intelligence. We all as human beings have creativity within us. Creativity is natural. It's part of everyone. We have to be able to tap into that creative intelligence and be able to learn how to create things, invent things, ideas, concepts that can make life better? How can we improve our community, our environment? Okay. You have to tap into your creative intelligence, creative intelligence. Now we have individual intelligence, but we also have collective intelligence. Okay. So when individuals activate 
uh, stimulate their intelligence and they're actively using it, they contribute to the collective intelligence. Okay, you have communities that have a collective intelligence. So that knowledge that is acquired, you know, through the individuals, okay, become available collectively to everybody. Okay, and that collective intelligence eventually can become universal cosmic intelligence. That information is spread not just here, but everywhere. Okay, we can access all intelligence and tap into it. To gain more understanding, clarity, self-awareness, and individual power. Okay, intelligence. What is your style of intelligence? What is your style of learning? Again, keep in mind, everyone is intelligent. Everyone has intelligence. As long as we have a brain, we have a mind, we have mental faculty, we have intelligence. So don't let anyone tell you that you're not intelligent. Now, just because you're not using a particular intelligence style doesn't mean that you're not intelligent. So you have to find out what is your learning style and your intelligence style so you'll be able to identify that and increase your learning capacity so you can become more intelligent. Now, remember, you don't have to go to school to always learn. You can learn no matter where you are, no matter what it is that you're doing. Learning is natural. Learning is natural. Thank you so much for sharing this time.